Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking of could be anything, uh, with this awesome kit we've got on, it's time now to look at the trials. And basically what we'll be doing, guys, this, uh, this episode is we'll be um, screening our notes. We'll be screening our notes and going through all of the young fellas. Hey, boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be screening our notes. Um, basically, each team, we won't spend too long in each team because obviously we'll be here for seven hours and who would do that? Um, <laughs> And we'll just be looking at, we'll go through the trials and the results, obviously, but then we'll go into, okay, who's some young guys that look like they could be something in the future. And then at the end of that segment, what we're going to do is, is we are going to pick our class of 24 CBAs. So we can only pick, it was supposed to be five, it was supposed to be five CBAs that make the class of 24, but we got two aroused and it's going to be seven. Uh, And so, but next year we're going to hope to make it five. So each year what we're going to do is pick our class of 24, our class of 25, and then at the end of the year, we're going to look at who did well, who didn't do well in their, you know, was this class the best? You know, in a few years' time, just like in, you know, the, the draft in Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl in NFL, um, you look back and you say, oh, man, the class of 2003 was unbelievable or the class of 24 or whatever. Um, and so at the end of this segment, which will go for quite a while, I will be selecting three, three picks. Guru will be se- selecting three picks. There could be anything. And then Timmy, Maddie, and Hamiso will be a wild card, the last pick of the class of 24 CBAs. And that this is going to happen every single year, the week after the first trial. Every single year, the week after the first trial. Anything else to add? Super exciting. Very exciting stuff. This is going to be, be a draft system too. So It's a draft system. Fun. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of fun. So, but don't, also for listeners, we're not just going to talk about the CBAs this, today. We're also going to do the typical Monday review show as well. Um, now, let's get straight into it, shall we? Oh, brought to you by Bloke Beer. Grab a case of Bloke Beer, the beer of rugby league. It's back. Footy this weekend. Footy this weekend. Mm. Watch all games on KO. Uh, anyway. Hang on. Let's just, <laughs> let's just rewind there for a minute. You say shout out to KO. I, I did. I got an announcement. Mm. That's interesting. Guys, um, 
<laughs> First of all, I want to say this it's not about money. This is just about playing the position I want to play. Um, it's about an opportunity. I've got a young family, um, uh, you know, and it's all about it's all about lifestyle sometimes. Mm. And so I, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that are, oh, you know, he's changing sides or whatever. But this is purely out of lifestyle, family, and positional change. That's it. <laughs> so that so the announcement is. Bloke is now officially with KO. That is right. <laughs> Bloke is officially with KO. Watch all games on KO. Um, just offered me such a good, uh, the family lifestyle. They're really a, they're a family club. They're a family club. Are we, are we being punked at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> Played the family first card. Can you believe it, Hammy? Look, I, I, it's a family first. Yeah. I'm a family first kind of guy. Might as well call him Peter Griffin, family guy. <laughs> 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 so, look. Uh, very excited to be with KO guys. Uh, all jokes aside, yes, we are with KO now. Um, I'm really, really, we've got some, already some really good things planned. I can't say exactly, but let's put it this way: uh, in Queensland, there might be a live show with a big name. That's all I'll say. Oh, and it's with KO, so we'll just leave it there. Um, just quick, in a in a previous life, you, you would um, uh, kind of just outline some of the differences between various streaming services. What are, what are some of the pros of KO? Well, pros every game, mate. Yep. Every game. Every game. Also, 4K coming this year, baby. 4K coming this year. You can watch every game at any time. Um, and also, on KO, all the content you get. 24-hour league channel, baby. There you go. There you go. Yep. I'm so, a KO man. That's, yep. So KO are going to play you at fullback, I hear, not centre? Look, I can't confirm or deny. Um, there's I, think, been... I think KO looks better at 5'8", actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, Ooh, we'll see. Week. We'll see. That. Yeah, don't worry. I got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm falling on deaf ears here, boys. Jesus Christ. You'll get that one on the way home. I know I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not funny, but give me something so at least I know you understood it. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, with KO now, guys. So you can watch all these trials on KO going forward this week with the first game on Thursday. Stop it. Stop it. Now, get all the banter out, boys. Yep. Because there's a 24-hour there's a embargo. So once that ends, no more banter. I didn't agree to this embargo. We use our 24 hours. <laughs> oh, sweet. So if we think of other stuff later, we can just bring it back to... Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, sweet. Uh, well, congrats, though. Happy for you. Yeah, very happy. <laughs> Broncos defeat winner Manly, 26 to 16. Uh, so it was pretty much... You would have probably Xavier. Willison would be the only one that's probably going to start in the Broncos 17. You've got a few guys... Oh, not even a few. Maybe Tristan's the only other guy I can think of that's played NRL. Dean Mariner. Dean Mariner, sorry, yep. <clears throat> but mostly it was the younger fellows that haven't played NRL uh, yet or, uh, you know, on the fringes of playing NRL. Um, and, and to be honest, Wynnum had them against the ropes until the last 20 minutes. Uh, now, look, time for Power Play of the Week. We have a new segment today kicking off the Power Play of the Week, thanks to LDV. The LDV T60 is one of the most powerful utes in its class, possessing 160 kilowatts of grunt. Our Power Play this week goes to Tristan Saylor. That is right. I mean, pick your poison. Tristan Saylor, crossfield kick, Tristan Saylor, line break for a try, um, coming on and just absolutely dominating the cutout pass. But our power play was Tristan Saylor. My, in my opinion, was his banana kick across the field. That was his power play. Uh, the LDV T60 has 160 kilowatts of grunt, which makes it one of the most powerful utes in its class. The LDV is a sharply priced option from 36,990. Drive away for ABN holders during the LDV 2023 plate clearance, making it ideal for those considering buying a new ute or even those considering buying a secondhand competitor. 
At that price, why go secondhand when you can have a brand new LDV? A hardworking ute that is great value for money and has a great engine room. A link to the LDV website and offers will be in the show notes. A massive thank you to LDV for coming on board the bloke community um, because as I always say, guys, these guys are supporting us. These guys are supporting the bloke community and helping us grow and all these extra shows you see, all these extra content, it wouldn't be possible without the support of our partners. So massive thank you to LDV and check her out if you're in the uh, looking for a bit of a 160 kilowatt grunt machine. That should be the slogan. Slogan. Anyway. Uh, Tristan Saylor, uh, he had a couple of errors throughout the game, but if he wasn't picked in that squad... I think Winner Manly go on with that one. Mm. He was the difference. Uh, he threw a cutout ball early in that game for a fantastic try assist. And then his individual try later. It's unbelievable he's not in a regular first grade squad. I cannot believe. And look, I, I do believe he needs to sort errors out. Because even when he played first grade for the Broncos, he had a few errors in him. I understand the argument. It's like, well, if you want these big plays to happen, he's going to have to risk things. It's, yeah. But it's just about finding that happy medium. You don't want to coach the... Um, What's the word? I guess the the flare out of him. You don't want that to happen because that does happen quite often. But also in NRL, it's just the errors just get crucified in NRL. And so let's just remove the errors from his game and just look at what he did on the field. How he doesn't have, honestly, nearly, what do you reckon, 12 NRL clubs? Oh, we'll go 10. 10 NRL clubs that aren't diving at his services, I don't know. And can be that, you talk about, you know, not taking the pizzazz out of their game and it's a fine line between errors and you know coming out with big plays we had the exact same conversation six to eight months ago about reese walsh the other fullback for that club not saying tristan taylor's obviously on reese walsh's level but they're similar in terms of flair speed good passing games mm. and you know reese walsh more often than not comes up with the big play and there's a couple of errors but it's the same with tristan taylor you, mm. you can't shut him down can you well and that's what's just shocking to me because like you know, I, I hate to dig the boot in, but, like, why aren't the Raiders, Raiders chasing him? Why yeah. aren't – I mean, even the Doggies chasing him. Like, there are so many clubs that could use a guy like Tristan Saylor. It is just bizarre to me that – so that he, he asked for an early release to go to Lee in the Super League. Yep. I still think he has got that contract, I think, uh, for 25. There's no way this guy should be in the Super League at this age. He should be playing in a role. Guru, thoughts? Yeah, when I have a look at him, as you said, you said there's a few clubs that should be looking at him. Like, I reckon there's only a handful of clubs that – genuinely don't need him mm. like whether it be fullback 5-8 you could chuck him in the centers you could chuck him at 14 like there's not many clubs in this competition that i don't think wouldn't be better off having him in their 17 mm. and brisbane's probably one of them mm. and it's one of the and it's the club he's at yeah it's I, I i find it bizarre that there aren't clubs throwing money at him and yeah what he's got as well you can't coach it you've either you got really it or can't. you don't yeah oh, and most absolutely. guys don't he's one of the few that does yeah it, it, like you could even make the argument that Penrith could have gone him instead of Laurie. You know, that that's a potential out. And obviously they know Laurie, they've seen him come through, but like that's how good of a player he is. There's not many clubs that wouldn't be a better top twenty five or top thirty with him. Yeah. With you know, with him in it. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> and and even for him, like I can't believe he's and I I know he's obviously um spoken to Lee and all yeah. that, which Blew me away. I can't believe he's having to talk to Super League sides. Well, like, and Lee as well. It's not like they're a dominant club. You'd mm. expect him to be landing at, like, St. Helens. I think Leeds are dominant now. Like, I know they've got their players, and I'm sure there's Super League fans are going to be like, oh, we've got this guy's guy. I'm just, I'm just saying, you'd expect him to be talking to one of the more dominant clubs, unless Lee are killing it now. I, I don't know. Oh, I, th I think they've had a much better year this year. But, yeah, I would have expected 
I wouldn't have expected the Super League, mm. but if I was, it would have been your St. Helens, your Wiggins, these sort of sides. Very, very surprising. Um, he was absolutely electric. And just some of the some of the plays he came up with, they weren't just, uh, you know, dive over the line or an easy short ball. Like, these were big, yeah. big plays. The only thing with Lee, you think about now, obviously Adrian Lamb's the head coach. He played Origin with Wendell. Maybe okay. there's a connection there. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of, though. Maybe they're, they're looking at it go, he's get, probably going to get a decent wicket, goes over there, plays two or three years. He's probably only going to be 25 or so, 26, comes back and plays NRL maybe. Because we've seen that path used yeah. regularly now. Well, not regularly, but more than we're used to. I, it's I'd a assume. path. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They won the, won the Challenge Cup this year okay. over in England. But, you know, historically haven't been as big a club, mm. but resurgence, like obviously off the back of that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tristan Saylor was absolutely outstanding, and it just shows you that when you see a player that's just that little bit of above Queensland Cup come on, they can just change the game, and it, it just shows you the level difference between first grade um, and reserve grade. Ironically, he's not even in the first grade squad, which shows you how friggin' good Reese Walsh is. There's there's a few players that we'll get to across the what three or whatever it was trials for the weekend. That were genuine NRL quality who mm. carved up, wasn't like you yeah. see that jump so quickly. Yeah, and it, they just—it's almost the game's almost happening in slow motion for him. Um, How about his? Uh, just speaking of stuff you can't coach, his banana kick over into the corner, unbelievable. Crazy. Not a fluke either. He's no. done that on a number of occasions. Yeah, and also like you, you can tell it's not a fluke because of the way he holds the ball, like he intentionally kicked it like that, and it needed to be kicked like that because if he kicked it. The normal way it would have given the winger time to set himself and catch the ball. You kick it flat and like on that angle, it lands in almost no man land where the, the winger can't get to it. Um, now look, he could have maybe done a Cooper Cronk style, just like punch it real low and hard. But if you're gonna if you can do it like that, you do it like that. Like that was crazy from Tristan. Saylor. And it's so hard to defend as well because you can't practice for it because not many blokes can do it. Nah, no one's no one's sitting there going, all right, I'm about to do 50 of these banana kicks for you to catch. Like you're already spending an extra hour out in the field catching normal bloody kicks, yeah. let alone banana kicks. Um, so and, and it's even just like the flight of the ball is hard for a winger to gauge. Like it it actually like dips away from you. It's, it's going like this, so it's like harder to kind of grab into your, your chest. Like all of these little things with kicking the ball like that, it just makes it it's, – it's harder for the attacker as well to catch, but it's also just as hard for the winger to catch. But it also like the way that he hits him, and I've seen him do it a few times, like it, it almost swings into the attackers. Yeah. Chest. It's like it's almost like the grubber that Cleary does where he like yeah. grubbers it off the edge of his boot and he, it wraps back around across the dead ball line and doesn't go over. It's similar to that, but it does that in the air and like wraps back in almost into the centers or wingers' hands. Off the boot, you go on, going dead, going dead. Then you're like, oh my god, look yeah. at this thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Tristan Saylor was um, he was electric. The other little thing with him as well, uh, I don't know if there were two or three tries up winning Manly um, at, at the start, but then as soon as Saylor came on, that just really got him back into the game, and he had a hand in basically everything. Yeah, he just straightened in. everything up. Yeah, he just straightened everything up. He was, um, yeah, he was outstanding. I'm, again, I am gobsmacked that. I like him, doesn't have an NRL contract. Um, another guy that came on uh, who, look, I don't want to get too aroused. I don't want to get too excited. <laughs> Kobe Black. He's still so young, so, I, you know, he's got so much work to do. All of the stuff, all of the caveats that you say with a rookie, but, geez, we might have one there. He was his timing, his ability, his, his try involvements. I think he was the pass before Sailor in nearly all the tries. So the kick he put up that they scored off, that was Kobe. The first cutout ball, that was Kobe to Saylor. Um, 
Then the individual try that Sailor scored where he made that break, that was Kobe too. And so although Tristan definitely straightened their attack up, the real person that fully straightened their attack up and was making the right decisions. There was even a, he went down a short side, hit the edge back rower. The edge back rower, instead of just handsing it, came back in. They ended up dropping the ball. But if he had to just hands it, it would have been a try. Kobe Black is, I don't want to get too excited because he's so young and you don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. But you just have to say the obvious. I'm assuming the Broncos are looking at him going, okay, we're going to sign Renault for an extra year, which will be 2025, will probably be his last year. 2026, that will make – Kobe is 18 right now. That will make him probably 20. I'm assuming that is the hope if Jock Madden isn't the guy to fill Renault's shoes straight away. First time I've ever seen him, I was blown away. Yeah. He was very impressive. And I agree. Like sometimes when you watch kids like that at that age, you go, oh, a little bit raw. He didn't look that raw to me. Oh, the, the only thing – and this, this isn't even – this is not unique to him. This is any half coming in the game was just in defence, that try they scored where they hit that, that short line. He'll just learn as he gets older to just put his body in front and just take that. Because like when you're a younger half, you always kind of like want to make the big play of checking that guy, sliding off, giving your edge back rowers, oh, sorry, edge centre and, and winger um, that extra man so they don't have to jam in. Whereas as he gets older, he's going to go, you know what, this decision just has to be made and I've just got to trust my centre to come in. That was the only like blemish. Outside of that, he was, and again, every half coming in, like, you're going to get spotted up by the big boys. So that it's not even it's, – it's just halves in general when they're younger. I loved as well when you're watching him. Quite often you see young halves coming to trials and stuff like that with new guys around them and whatnot. Like, there can be a bit of disorganisation around them. Never was with him. Never. You can tell he's organised. He talks. Yeah. Guys around him know where they need to be, which sounds like such a simple thing. But how many first-grade halves do you see well, still watch, struggling with that? Watch the first 20 minutes. Broncos looked, like, so clunky. Yep. So clunky. Like, they're missing the – like, Moses getting is getting out of hooker and no one's, you know, with him. And it was just all over the shop. He come on and just – it completely changed their attack. Completely changed their attack. And, yeah, just – like, even just go and watch his little things. Like, his ability to square defence up. We speak about it almost every week on the podcast, but that it's not a natural ability, but for him to have it that good so young, like it's almost half the battle. Seriously, it's almost half the battle in, in attack for a half is squaring the defence up. The most exciting thing for me too about watching him the other day was that he didn't come on when they were on the front foot. Mm. They weren't winning by 40. They were behind. Yep. They were on the back foot and he did what he did. It was very impressive. And like even the little uh, tries, the actual try assist he had where gets tackled, looks like he's going to ground, has enough body strength, you know, in his core to stay on his feet. Then he puts a grubber through and they score. Like that's, that's like the magic stuff that you can't really teach a feel for the game. What do you think of the, the... Yeah. And they're like, what, there's, he's 17. And I think he's 18. 18, 18 now. Yeah. And there's a few in the game, those young halves around about that 18, 19 year old age bracket that they've got big, big futures ahead and he's right amongst the elite from what we've seen and as you said Kemper you don't want to heap too much pressure on young blokes like this but he just looks like he's potentially the full package when I say full package he ticks every box for a young half as you mentioned Guru he looks like he's a talker defensively stepping up against the big boys he looks solid enough good kicking game he he looks Wonderful. Marsden yeah. High, so that Cam Smith, Izzy Flower schooling, yep. came to the same area. He, he looks something special, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and so just for him, you know, there's going to be attention on him now. There's going to be attention. 
all Broncos fans, anytime Renault goes mm. down and then someone comes in and doesn't play as well, they're going to be like, oh, Kobe this, Kobe that. He's that. And the Broncos, are, look, if there's one coach, it's Kevin Walters. He's going to know how to handle this. But it's just about not getting ahead of himself. Not that I've seen any evidence of that. You know, he's relatively young. But when you're younger and you start getting all this attention... And give you him... Think, sorry, mate. No, no, you go. Just saying, give him a handful of games in Q Cup this year. Again, get him prepared against the big boys. And then I said, they just... Lock him in as quick as they can, and they don't need to rush this kid at all. With, yeah. with Jock Madden there as well, mm. like he'll come in, he'll still step in and be next in line yep. for Adam Reynolds, but they just they don't need to blood this kid too early. Yeah. Don't need to rush him. Probably shouldn't even get close to debuting this year unless he just absolutely brains it in Queensland Cup. But it's just about, I guess, you know, the harsh way they used to say it to us young guys when I was coming through, you know, Hodjo on that, was just like, you've done nothing. Like, really, <coughs> in the grand scheme of things, you've done absolutely nothing. And... You know, they probably wouldn't say that these days, but it's the truth. It's yep. the truth. Like, you've had a good trial game, and it's super exciting, but if you want to fulfil your potential, you've got to re- always remember, like, I'm not even close to where I should be yet. Um, so I'm super excited with him, and I hope he um, looks like a good young kid too, like just, just the, the way the boys got around him and that, and even some of the fans are already kind of, you know, excited about him. Um, he feels like a guy we're going to be talking about on this show for... The next two or three years. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And I'm just excited to watch his development. I, yeah. I think you'll probably you probably won't see him debut till maybe 25. I think 25 midway through the year, or if Renault gets injured, gets a couple of games, and then they probably hope in 26, you know, he he takes over. Um, yeah. So the game as a whole with the Broncos, it's just a trial. So it's very you know, and and a lot of people go, well, that's the Broncos' younger boys. They should be more connected, but. Uh, with the Broncos, a lot of their younger boys go all back to different clubs. So it's not like they're a reserve-grade side that plays week in, week out, like, with each other. If, if I had to be super nitpicky, is, like, the one thing that I was a bit worried about with the, this trial side, and it's a trial, so it doesn't really mean that much, but it's just the mentality of, like, I would just score three or four tries at the end of the game. And I, I, I don't know whether it was a coincidence that it happened, but it's like, geez, doesn't that reflect... The NRL side, where they just go, it's all good. We might be down with 20 to go. We'll just score, we'll just score three tries and win the game. There was a bunch of errors, a bunch of you know penalties or whatever. Um, so I, I just hope that... like, You can do that with our first grade side because it is such a gun side where you just go, look, just give Reese the ball, give Payne the ball, Paddy the ball, Katoni, Selwyn, we can sort it. But in the lower grades, you can't do that because you don't have that same level of um, quality. So that's the only bit I was like, I hope heading into this year, we still want to keep the attacking flair, attack from anywhere, risk it, risk it, everything like that. But if we can just make sure we just like meet in the middle somewhere. And I mean, you look at um, Penrith Panthers' first year, there was a stat, basically they never lost the first 20 minutes. That was like the stat through the whole year and it was like really focused on their attack. And Ivan Cleary had to, after they lost that final to the Storm, had to come out and he said, well, you know what, I'm going to actually focus more on defence. And that's what we actually saw. People think that Penrith have been the same side since that 2020 um, loss, but they actually haven't. They changed quite a lot in 2021. And so I'm not saying that Broncos need to do that big of a change, but just that little bit pull back and, and reduce the errors slightly. Um, yeah, that, that's a, if I had to be super nitpicky, look, it's a trial. It doesn't matter that much, but that's a nitpicky. You know, I was about to say, you know, that's the sort of attitude you don't see from the Panthers, which would have been ironic after that grand final, scoring three or four in the last 20 <laughs> to take it home. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like that is something that you wouldn't see at the Panthers. It's hard with the Broncos. Like, you've got 
you got such a young squad with so many guys that are such high energy. Like you almost, you want them to shift that attitude, but you don't want them to use that, lose sure. that flamboyant. What's their DNA? Broncos DNA. Yeah, that's yeah. their DNA. Like Broncos have always been known as a side. Like when they're at their best, that will attack from anywhere and entertaining footy. Very rarely do you go, oh, the Broncos is a, at least when they're at their best, Broncos are a boring side. So like, I'm not saying they should go 50-50 and try to, you know, meet in the middle. I'm saying like, could we go... 80-20, you know, 20 conservative, 80%. Um, and look, it might just be a coincidence, but that's something that I was looking at going, I hope that's um, something we can just approve slightly. Yeah, especially with, you know, a lot of guys leaving that first grade squad this year. Kate Wall, Herbie, mm. Flegler. Like, you're losing a lot of key experienced guys there. So, defence is going to be really interesting for Brisbane this year. Um, I'll just get it up. What, what are your thoughts on the trial, mate? Well, I, I reckon they were they were great, and you, just those, those guys that you mentioned that, that come on. Just um, when it was there, to be, I don't know when they looked like they had nothing. Yeah, Sailor and Black, they they looked really good. Got it going. There's a couple of others here that probably stood out to me as well. Um, Karapani, the centre. Yep, thought he was good. Root, you got a bit more on him. Yeah, he's come from South Sydney. Uh, not quite sure what the story is there. I know South were very high on him a couple of years ago. Uh, he's ended up at the Brisbane Broncos, and uh, mate, your outside back depth is yeah. off its head. He's off his head. like he's probably fourth or fifth guy down. Mate, he'd be and that he's far. Wildly talented. Yeah, I mean you got Ethan Quaywood as well on the other side. Yeah. Um, Do you make anything of obviously being a second string side sent out by the Broncos and Dean Mariner getting a start? We sort of spoke about it last week, but we were sort of suspecting probably Jesse Arthur's and maybe Corey Oates had the the front running to be the other winger. Does Mariner getting named in that game on the weekend say anything to you? I, I think yeah, it probably looks like Oates and Arthur's probably have the the jump. Um, Dean Mariner still showed his class. Like, if you watched him closely, you know, he made some line breaks. He should have passed inside and instead of – but the fact that he's still impacting the game like that shows you that he is a step above this level. Yeah. He's still only, like, I think 20 years old as well. Um, was interesting, though, that they actually switched him to centre for a little yeah. bit. Mm. So, I think that – because I think he plays centre in Queensland Cup. And so, I think they're still probably looking at him going, okay, if we have one injury or, or Selwyn doesn't work – we can bring Dean in or we can put him on um, on the wing. Uh, look, I'd be surprised if he doesn't fight his way into the side by, by mid-year. I, I, I think he is – yeah, look, as long as he doesn't have that second-year syndrome or whatever where he kind of drops off a little bit and doesn't have the same kind of high fire as he does his first year, he's just electric. Like, he's just electric. I know we spoke about it a bit last week, but like if I was Parramatta watching that trial and oh, all those outside backs, you pick up the phone, do Someone. <laughs> Mate – Look at, look at the, the You don't even say who you want, so I just want one of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah just send us one of your outside backs yeah. in your top third. I don't care which one. Just give us one. Bizarre. Then you go look at the Dolphins trial. Like, how does a, a team in his second year have that much depth in... Anyway, yeah. sorry, Para fans. I know that it stings you. Um, now, uh, another guy that I thought um, I really, really liked watching is Avi Willison. Mm. I just love his attitude. He's in everything, you know, he's, he's for a big man, very easy for him to fall back on the fact that he's a big rangy front rower. Uh, I am so, if he can say injury free, he might be a breakout star this year. He really, really might. It's, as long as he can say injury free, he might be a breakout star. Just the, the thing that I loved about him is that he played first grade last year, quite a, like quite a few games, goes back to Q Cup trial, the first trial. And so a lot of young fellas with egos, a lot of young fellows with egos, oh, I'm better than this. And, you know, they kind of plod along, they get through their work, they, they kind of get off the field, yeah, whatever. 
his energy yesterday was not a man that felt he was better than anything. It was a guy that felt like he was a leader and felt like he needed to lead that pack. Um, now, in saying all that, I thought the winning board pack was outstanding and yep. really stood toe-to-toe with them. Uh, but Xavier, for me, Wilson, is like, I am super excited. Because, like, imagine him coming off the bench with tw- just for 20 minutes each game for the Bronx. High energy, big footwork. And, and that's what it would be. It would be a 20-minute stint. It would be perfect for a body shape like him. Perfect. And also perfect for where he's at in his career right now. You don't want him going out there playing 40, 50 minutes. Just 20 minutes. What do you think of uh, Xavier, Timmy? Yeah, well, he's – we mentioned being a reserve-grade trial largely. He's one that I think could be their round one. Got his yeah. – Got a taste last year, averaged 20 minutes for them, for the Broncos that is, seven games. He looks an absolute go, and obviously losing Flegler, uh, Paliasia, he has a big role to play for them this year, mm. and he will. In any, you know, first tick of 2024, couldn't look any better. Yep. Uh, one area where I was a bit, um, not, didn't really stand out to me, and, and edge back row is really hard, because sometimes you can just get through your work and it's hard to stand out. Mm. But I, I did think Broncos edge back row, um, no one really like stood out, stood out to me, and that's a little bit uh, concerning. Not with our starting seventeen, but let's say you know Touchwood, Piacora, and Ricky both get injured, then you have to okay, well, who's there in that top thirty? You'd assume that it's it's a few of those guys. I know Hunt was brought from the Dragons. He he had some good moments, but no one really likes because the thing is the way like footy works is it might look a certainty that Ricky and Piacora um, have those edge spots. But neither one of those players are such veterans that if they play four or five, maybe five poor games, they're not going to get replaced. Like, there's still an opportunity for that spot. Whereas, like, sometimes when you came through with the Broncos where they were all origin players, it's like, there is no way I'm getting that unless someone gets injured. It, you know, so it's, 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 there's, there's not necessarily a spot up for grabs, but it can be if you force the issue. Um, and so that was a bit area where I was like, oh, I hope... Hopefully next week they'll, um, you know, step up again kind of thing. Yeah, well, um, Ethan O'Neill, who was one of the edges, he's the son of Julian O'Neill, I believe, um, he had a lot of raps from this preseason up in the Broncos from what I've heard. Uh, he was a little bit quiet in that game. I think it, uh, Josh Stuckey was the other one. I think he actually looked better when he went and played for Wyndham on the other side of the park. Yeah. I think he scored a try late, so it would have been filthy if it took him in any time. It's hard with edge back rows. I'm not sitting here saying they had shockers at all. I didn't feel that. It's just quiet. It was just yeah. quiet. Because yeah. the next guy I'm going to talk about he stood out to me. It was um, on the Wynnum side, uh, Zach chong mm. I mm. liked him. I really liked what he's about. Super aggressive, very explosive, and just it, when he ran the ball, you could there was a, an extra bit of punch to it. I thought it was he was intent good. to his run. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like, look, did he set the world light? No, but it, it's the fact that I noticed him. You know, yeah. it, 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 I noticed him enough to go to Instagram, check the team list, and go, who's that bloody number? You know, number mm. eleven, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, who's that playing? Like, that's, that's how impressive – and that's what you want. Like, you may look at both players' stats and go, okay, their stats are really the same. But if one guy is just sticking out from his body language and from the impact he has, that's kind of what you want in a trial. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Kenby, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was you, – you got you had me thinking about their, their edge back rowers and, like, going through the team. And we, we go on so often about the Broncos' forward depth, but – it's all middles, isn't it? Mm. Like, you go through, from their predicted round one starting side, Jensen, Haas, Carrigan, Baker, Hetherington, Willison, middles, 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 mm. and then potentially question mark over the edge players, like who is next step up there? 
we saw late last season, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but I don't know if Ricky and maybe Kate Well were injured at one point, but Carrigan actually ended up playing on the edge for a couple yeah. of games and looked great. Mm. But you, you don't, don't want him on you, the No, edge. you don't want him on the edge, yeah. so it's it's a good point. And Jaden Hunt is definitely a middle in my opinion too. He's a so middle. He doesn't, no. they, they weren't poor by any stretch. Like, mm. it was just didn't stand out. Whereas, like, when I, I thought, you know, when I saw the line break from Manor or Sailor or Black yeah. or, you know, that's what really caught my eye. Um, Which is just the reality, like the Brisbane Broncos, you have back rowers that wow. Yeah, usually. And, and, and also, it's a trial. So sometimes trials that just doesn't go your way. But that's what trials are for, is for those moments that you, you kind yeah. of you stand out. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Zach Chong-Ni, he really, really stood out for me. I, I wonder if he is, you know, affiliated with the first grade squad or, you know, has done some training with them. I wonder what his age is. Um, who stood out for you? Oh, um, Decora. So much potential, so much potential. <laughs> Still just a few years away from first grade, though, I think. I think um, his biggest challenge is not going to be anything physical. So, like, mm. he almost has to, like, get that out of his head. Like, obviously, as long physically, he will play NRL. His mental mentality is his main focus. Like, he should be almost – he should almost be – his number one priority should be making himself as mentally tough as possible. Because if he does that, then it's like – the world's your oyster, you can do whatever you want kind of thing. Um, I think that as he gets a little bit older, he'll be able to deal with the pace of the game a bit. I think he's so big at the moment. If he was to play NRL right now, clubs would just target him and just, yep. just send blokes at him. But the potential of Willison and Takora, holy heckers. I, I think he's a really good talking point coming out of this trial. I've seen a lot of negativity on social media about him and everything because oh. he has been hyped up. Like, just keep in mind, like... These guys, you no matter how, and you can talk more about this. No matter how hard you go in a preseason, I imagine there's no way to replicate a game situation. No, no fucking way. And when you're as big as he is, it's probably going to take more than one game. It's going to take half a season. Yeah. And what is he? Nineteen years old. Nineteen. Yeah. Let's not put the red sharpie through him because he didn't God, absolutely no. blow it away in a trial. Yeah. It's and ridiculous. Also, and you're you're um, you're letting Payne Hass and Tino. Like, ruin your image of when front yeah. rowers are supposed to be good. Like, it is very rare. Like, I think Shane Webke didn't debut till tw- he was 21 turning 22. Like, so, like, that's Shane Webke. Yeah. Guys, come on. And he's not, nowhere near as big as Takora. Um, you know, and what I really liked about Takora and Willison is just the way they seem to feed off each other. That's a really good sign because sometimes forwards, front rowers, they almost let themselves be uh, isolated and they don't work in a pack and in a pair. Um, and I thought, um, yeah, uh, Takura is still a couple of years away from first grade, uh, but the potential is all there. It's all just about if he can make himself razor sharp mentally, whew, it'd be hard to stop. I think as well, you just got to give credit to the other mob. Like, he we're, wasn't we're running out there against deck chairs. They, no. they were good footballers, though, Smith. 100%. <laughs> and, and also, they played bloody well with him, like, yep. bloody well. Uh, massively above their weight because they, their forward pack wasn't as big as the Broncos forward pack and they, they took it to them. Yep. They took it to them. And so, like, the thing that's crazy is like, because they see people with a Broncos jersey on, they associate that with, okay, well, he should be actually at this standard. In reality, what you saw is a 19-year-old playing Q Cup against men. Like, that's what you saw. Mm. Uh, any thoughts on Takora, Timmy? Boys, you've summed up well. Give Last time. Lastly, lastly time. with the Broncos... Um, I've seen a little bit of uh, negative chat around Moser. Guys, <laughs> Moser isn't Harry Grant. Matter of fact, how many Harry Grants are there? Like, you, you, to expect the style of Harry Grant to co- It's almost similar to the Payne Haas Tino situation where 
We've gotten so used to a guy like Harry Grant that comes in first grade and just tears apart with his running game. Do you think when Cameron Smith was coming through, he was playing like Harry Grant? No. The Broncos literally missed him. Matter of fact, he nearly went to the Raiders. I think it was the Raiders. Um, when he was at the Storm because there was a guy ahead of him and then that guy ended up leaving. I'm pretty sure it was the Raiders. Like, Moser, he... Although, like, I'm not saying he is the same as Cam Smith, but his style of play is the same as Cam Smith. He's not, you know, hyper-fast like Cookie or Grant or whatever. He's crafty. He gets through his work. His service is fucking top-notch. Um, so just, I personally thought he played well. And I thought that it was actually, I even messaged you, I said, <laughs> the problem with Moser was he was two steps ahead of his halves partners at the time and his forwards that weren't used to playing with Moser because there was multiple times that he got out of dummy half at the right occasion if he had have had a big forward just steaming onto it would have been either a line break quick play the ball um so with the moses stuff like i know he's been hyped up and like look yes we've been hyping up but not saying that he should be harry grant we're hyping him up because we see the little details of the way he plays i thought he was solid i thought he was solid yeah i agree with you i think that not not that his teammates didn't do him any favors but there was a number of times where he got out and it was the right play, and his teammates just weren't aware. They went on the advantage line, yep. which is they, those are the tiny details you learn as a first grader, forward especially. But even anyone is is learning what kind of dummy half you have, and always, always around the ruck, having a forward on the advantage line just in case that happens. Also, always having a fullback that's just close around the ruck coming out of their own that just like can notice and identify. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Smithy and Slater work so well because they played so much rugby league together, so they knew. And that's it. We all talk about this time and time and time again, but like at times on the weekend where the timing looked off around Moser, there are new players playing together for the first time. There mm. are players being thrown together. And you touched on it, Kempi, especially number nines, dummy halves. There are so many different styles. Like, are they running dummy halves? Are they are there dummy halves who just look to give service off the deck straight away? Are there dummy halves who look both ways and then give it like... The timing is going to be off. It's yeah. not going to magically be perfect in the first trial game of the season with a bunch of new faces playing with each other. Yeah, and the timing for a half, oh, sorry, the timing for a hooker, in my opinion, is harder than the timing for a half because the hooker has no control over almost what's around him because he's at a standstill at the start. So he doesn't know, you know, whether the, like, whereas a half can almost adjust his run sometimes to hit the line at the right time. Uh, I thought he was solid. I thought his defense was quite solid as well. Um, but, yeah, so I'm still just as excited about Moser. And, again, these guys are super young, man. Like, they're so young. They've got so long to learn the game. And, obviously, it's easy to say, you know, every hooker will be better when they've got a better forward pack in front of them. But I feel like he will excel oh. when he's got a dominant pack in front and of him. And also, when he plays a bit of footy with a spine yep. that know his game and he knows their game, that's when you're going to see the magic around the rug. And there was a few times there where he did get out and they weren't really with him. Like, I was just picturing Ezra and Reese pushing oh. with him. Yeah. Show's over. Oh, be unbelievable. Can you um, see him getting a bit of a run in first grade? I think he'll debut this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll play more than five games. I'd be very surprised yep. unless there's a, a long-term injury and also he kills it. Yep. Um, because they, they genuinely, they if, if Tristan keeps playing the way he, he is, they, they might opt for a Tristan Sailor at 14 if Smoothie gets injured and bring him on to play a little bit of hooker for 10, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Could he do it, you reckon? Because there, there was talk on the weekend of like, you know, pushing to be, was it Kevy Walter saying that oh, I'm not sure. w- wouldn't mind him potentially pushing for that 14 spot? Yeah. But, you know, Billy Walters hasn't been known to be an 80 minute hooker. I'm not mm. saying he can't do yeah. it, but you sort of need to carry Smoothie there or another hooker. So mm. you can't really have Smoothie and obviously Sailor there. 
Uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, like, because he's not, he's not too small. Um, and he has played a bit of 5'8", and that's where Billy's come from, 5'8". Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure the Broncos have seen him at training and, and what he can do yeah. in the middle there. Uh, any thoughts on the Wyndham side? There's a guy, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, number 11. Oh, sorry, number 12. Gale? Back, yeah, I thought he had some pretty good, pretty yep. good runs. Yep. Yep, looked pretty damaging. They just played really well as a side, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Really tough, really gritty, hung in there. Um, it Seriously, it was just an NRL-level player coming on and yep. changing the game that, that you know did it. Yep. Funnily enough, a couple of years ago, guess who was playing, Guru, you probably already remember this, but guess who was playing a couple of years ago in the Wynnum side against the Brisbane Broncos? In this trial. Uh, Bachelor Luke Bateman. Oh. <laughs> Uh, don't know. He's, he plays for the Broncos now. Reese Walsh. No. Nah. Cobbo. Cobbo. Uh-huh. Yep. And he tore, he tore him up. Yeah. And, like, I remember watching it going, oh, who the, who's this fucking kid? Tearing us up. So on Cobbo in playing for Wyndham. There you go. There you go. Watch his face a couple of those blokes. I think later that year was when he played fullback for them in that grand final. Yeah. And he yep. absolutely blew it away. Was that for Wyndham? Was it Wyndham Redcliffe? Playing in the Grenfell? Or did he end up playing for someone else that year? I think it was for Wynnum Manly. Yeah. Yeah, it was for Wynnum? Yeah. And he just like, typical Selwyn Cobbo, wrist everything, constantly did, just like all in, all in. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Wynnum Manly. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp, our show partner this week. It's the start of a new year and we all have our own resolutions. Some of us want to get fit, some want to learn a new skill, and some of us want to watch more footy. But there's a lot of us that probably just want to improve our mental health. If you're thinking of getting a hand with your mental game, get in touch with BetterHelp. Their services are entirely online and designed to work around you and your schedule. We all need a little guidance from time to time. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bloke. That's betterhelp.com slash bloke so you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com slash bloke dolphins defeat the capras 58 to 6 uh wow that's all i gotta say is holy uh because this wasn't like a dolphins first grade side this was essentially what they'd be running out with their dolphin side i'd assume um like okay look the talent matter of fact i'll just go everything impressed me Everything, not just the talent, but how fluid they looked, how uh, like they didn't look disconnected, all of their plays, getting to certain points in the field, people hitting lines at the right times. Like I was genuinely shocked at how good they looked. And I'm going to be honest, as a massive Broncos man, it made me go, like if we don't make sure we sort, not sort ourselves out because we have, I hope, made the grand final, but if we don't make sure we almost keep our foot on their throat, in three or four years... Like, it genuinely might be a battle for Brisbane. Um, now, I know Brisbane is – Broncos are a far bigger club, but when you're talking about uh, results on the field and you look at these young guys that are, you know, building through for the next few years, I tell you what, I was super, super impressed with this Dolphin side. Yeah, so was I, and I think um, the continuity in the side was very impressive. I was, I was honestly mind-blown. I couldn't yeah. believe it. When you consider, like, you know, a year ago today, essentially, this franchise played its first ever game – to only be a year down the track and you look at the first grade squad, the depth they've got, and then you watch this reserve grade side with only a couple of first graders in there who most of them probably won't be in the starting team. And, and like the only ones that were playing probably just forced their way into it. 
Yeah, and you know? <laughs> yeah, and like probably the best player from this game has forced his way in, and probably the second or third best is going to miss the squad. It's yeah. very, very impressive where the Dolphins are sitting at the moment. Well, it's, it's Wayne Bennett 101, isn't it? It's like he doesn't just worry about the first grade and the bench and the fringes. It is the bottom up, getting systems in place so that when you get through and you're ready to play NRL, it is the same systems. Everyone's on the same page. There's nothing new. And we sat here and spoke a week ago about the Dolphins' crazy depth mm. after a year in the NRL, and it just showed that... Even bigger. Yeah. Like, it's even bigger than... Oh, I don't know about you boys, but I did not expect... Like, 1-17, to 17, I'm sitting there going... There wasn't really anyone I was watching going, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's 18 years old. He's, he's got a bit to go. Like, they were outstanding. And that was so good that I was like, okay, maybe the Capras are just like, you know, not the best Queensland Cup side. I went and checked. I think they finished fourth last year. Mm. Like the Capras aren't. Yeah, they're, good. Mm. they're a decent Q Cup side. I honestly couldn't believe it. Um, all right, you, I'll let you have testing you. I want to speak about my guy. Uh, yeah, Tessie, I thought he was tremendous, obviously playing left centre. I mean, we know that Tessie's capable of doing this sort of stuff. Um, obviously, that left wing spot is sort of up for grabs at the Dolphins. We're hearing Jack Bostock's a good shot to get it, but I don't know how you could possibly ignore Tessie New after that. Well, that, this is one of those situations where a trial can change your life. Like, you know, it all, that trial could have just got Tessie that little foot in front and then he gets that wing spot and he doesn't, lo- doesn't lose it ever again. Like, potentially. That's yeah. how important these trials are. And you have a look at, you know, the way that he scored a lot of those trials coming off that left foot. I'll take that every day of the whole week on the Just wing. Just he's thick boy, so in contact, he's, yeah. he's good yeah. in contact. We don't see what Bostock has been doing throughout the preseason, back end last year, whatever it might be. But all this chart of him starting over Tessie New, and it's like we're one trial in and Tessie has a first half hat trick. Like, we were all sitting here last week saying, well, surely Tessie's the front runner. But all the word coming out of the Dolphins seems not out of the Dolphins, but was that Bostock was the front runner. I think Tessie just put the foot down and said, "No, no, no! Like I've been here, done it. I'm the man." And like we spoke about this, I think it was like last week or whatever. But people forget, like Tessie knew he debuted at the Broncos at like 18 or something. Like it's not an easy feat. I know it was a struggling time, but he is a gun, an absolute gun. Mm. Uh, Yeah, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Look, what's ironic is like Bostock was also. Really good. Like, Very there, good, yeah. There yeah. wasn't anyone in that team. Like Tafade on the other side, also really good. Yeah. Um, but the main guy I want to talk about, uh, who I was genuinely blown away by his timing, by his – like just his – the full package was Kurt Donahue. Or Donahue, Donahue. How, is it Donahue? How do you say it? Donahue, Donahue? I think it's Donahue, isn't it? Donahue, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mate, he was in everything. He, like – he was involved essentially, like a lot of their tries, it was him squaring up his defence. He he looks like the full package. He genuinely looks like the full package. Uh, it's going to be, he played six, so I wonder what the, you know, can he play seven? Have you heard much about Kurt Donny? Mate, I'll be honest with you, when Wayne debuted him last year, I sort of watched him and went, oh, yeah, okay, handy, but I... It was sort of, I believe that he played uh, some internationals at the end of last year. I think he played for Fiji um, at 5'8 and looked a lot better there. And um, that game the other night was the first time I've sort of sat back and gone, okay, I can see it now. Obviously, Wayne could see it a year ago. Uh, I'm not, even watching him, I'm not completely convinced what his best position will be. When you look at him, what what do you think? He played off the bench as nine last year. He played a lot of nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Q Cup, he played 5'8 centre and lock last year. Christ. Jeez. Don't you love hearing that a guy can just play just play wherever. Love that. Um, probably a six. Probably like a, a – well, if you had a really structured seven, 
probably six because he looks silky, like silky as his ball playing, his timing, his his delivery, like everything was just on point. I was, and I kept waiting for the moment. Okay, he's going to throw a bad ball or he'll go a bit quiet here. But he was on the front foot essentially the whole game. And it's funny when I look back at when I was watching him last year playing nine. I just thought doesn't look like a nine to mm. me. But I never saw him anywhere else. Mm. Looks much more natural out there. Yeah, it looks super comfortable. I um, yeah, like I. Super impressed. It's just crazy to think, okay, so where do they go? They've got Katoa, who is most likely a six, I'd say. I think yeah. so. At this and point, out and yeah. out six. Yeah. So you go, okay, well, that's it's going to be tough for Donahue to get that spot. He um, could be a you – know, so many options, but he could be a terrific 14 for them, like as he was last true, year for five or six games where he can play nine, he can play six. Like he'd still have been in a lot of different positions. If he can play nine – why can't he jump on for 20 minutes as a ball playing yeah. lock sort of thing? And also cover the 6-7 yeah. lock if he has to. The thing that just makes it hard is Cody Nicarima. Mm. Yeah. No, he's like the perfect 14. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. seem like almost clones, like on yeah. paper, don't they? Um, he was pretty good in the uh, test matches last year as well. When the Fiji played a yeah. couple of games, scored a couple of tries. Um, yeah, you're right. He'd be a great utility, but probably a bit hard for him with, with Cody there. The future's bright for Dolphins. Yeah. And I think... You know, because they're a new club, everyone thinks they're a new club. Like they just, not everyone, a lot of people, they just popped up. They're a new club. But their junior system is arguably as good or if not better than any in the competition. Well, like, I think they're the only team in the NRL you can go from under sixes to first grade. Yeah, so <laughs> and this is how good their junior system is. So we were coming through this. And so this is like, what, fucking 20 years ago now. Holy shit. Um, holy shit. Uh, so... We had the Clydesdales, which was reserve grade Broncos, full of first graders, and then you know young beaks flying around the edge there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so we would play their Dolphin side, which was just Q Cup, just Q Cup. Now there might have been some ex NRL players that had come back there, but they weren't in an NRL system, and they'd beat us sometimes. They'd win the Q Cup. Like that's how good of a junior system Redcliffe have. Uh, they can literally mix it with reserve grade NRL sides, um, and this was twenty years ago. So their systems, like think about how powerful it is that you can get an eight-year-old and he can be part of the system that you want to build all the way into first grade. So that's what the scary thing, like even the Broncos don't have that. Like they've got multiple teams that they take. They've got woe to go, start to finish, and also they've got a stack of cash. They're the second wealthiest club in the NRL already. Um, Jeez. I, I, look, it's, it's just a trial, but I'm sitting there going – this, this team, in the next four or five years, could be a genuine threat um, with the pool they have, with the systems they have, as long as the, you know, the next coach up is, is, does a good job. But there's no reason to say why they can't be a powerhouse or a threat with all the resources they have, all the juniors, all the systems in place, and all the history as well. All the history. Um, it is exciting to, for the Dolphins, like super exciting. It's unbelievable the spot they find themselves in. Just, I cannot believe how quickly it's just all come together. Yep. It's just... Another it's, year of Wayne waving his wand. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, also, the seven as well. He'd come out of nowhere. I'd, I'd never even seen the seven before. he came come out of nowhere. He was electric. He reminded, honestly, he reminded me a little bit of Jerome Law, the way he, he's, his footwork, he's just advantage play footy. Um, also, a little bit like Milford, to a degree. Because, yep. like, he... he um, he wasn't really a structured seven per se, but he was dangerous. Every time he got the ball, you could see the defensive line almost like begin to kind of 
wouldn't say panic, but just you could almost see the anxiety of worrying about trusting your outside men. I thought the um, yeah. So is it uh, Burns? Burns. Jerome Burns. Jerome Burns. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was outstanding. Then you look at the fullback Fuller. Freaking mobility Fuller. Fuck. Night. He reminds me of Preston Campbell. Yeah, he's so good to watch. Just, just electric on his feet. Absolute nightmare for defenses um, to to tackle. Uh, I also liked um, their front row pairing Bailey and uh, Jenkins. I thought they were great as well. Just got through their work. Real no frills. Tough, tough ball carriers. I liked. Um, don't know if I pronounce correctly. Is it Orion Keeley? Do we know the edge back row? Orion Keeley, yeah. Or, or, Orion Keeley and Simbinkin. Simbinkin. Yeah. He yeah, was Simbinkin, great he too. Was good, yeah. Keeley was uh, New South Wales 16s captain. He had a neck fracture. Kept him out for almost three years of footy. Came back, captain New South Wales 19s. Wow. Obviously end up at the Dolphins, Newcastle Knights Junior from Gosford, Central Coast area. But massive wraps on him and then obviously missed so much time, so much, so much of the key phase of his development. He looked good again on the weekend as well. I'm excited to see him now he goes this season. I yeah. think he'll be a very good signing over the next two or three years. With an ageing pack up there, I think he'll really come into his own. Such an impressive trial. Like uh, yeah, I'm genuinely shocked. And look, it's a trial we always say like that's the last time I'm gonna say it. Guys, it's a trial. <laughs> Even next week and the week after, just remember, we understand that it's a trial, but we can only work off the information we had, uh, what we saw. But Dolphins looked absolutely phenomenal, like phenomenal. Um, anyone else, boys? Can I just give a little shout-out from the Capras? didn't get much of an opportunity, but I thought the fullback was very talented. Mm. Last name, Moore. Good uh, footwork. Yeah, very well. I, I actually I had a few guys message me after, apparently, like an Australian touch football player. Oh, that makes coming sense. to the league system, so that makes complete sense, yep. as you said. Yeah, but I thought he looked very talented in yep. limited opportunities. Oh, shout out as well. Um, Trey Brown at nine. Handy. Like, matter of fact, I'm just going to name one to 17, all right? Shout out. <laughs> shout out. It was fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, anyway, Dolphins. Uh, very, very exciting. In a nutshell, fins up. Fins out. Fins out. I hope they change it to fins out. Um, <laughs> time will tell Time will tell Time is the, the truth teller of all I just made that up I've always said that <laughs> uh, Manly defeats South 68-6 to six. Um, This was behind closed doors as in, as in there was no live stream You could watch it live Anyone drive three hours to do that? Club in crisis Yeah One of our, one of our colleagues did Ella Big Manly fan yep. uh, Made the trip up there um, Gave a bit of a detailed report Do we put the do we put the red pen through the Rabbitohs now? 50-point curse? Has it claimed its first scout? Well, it wasn't. It, wasn't, it was literally there, like, not, maybe not even New South Wales Cup. Like, as in mostly, we'll just say mostly New South Wales Cup. Yeah, so. but 50-point curse is 50-point <laughs> curse, isn't it? So, okay. okay. Um, is it, do you want to do it? What? Put the curse, like, say they're done. What? You can. Well, I'm just not I just think it's worth thinking about. Okay. I think it's worth thinking about. Um, Ella did say that she went up and had a look and said, look, Brooksy was pretty good. Mm. Um, obviously, Ben Travojevic, uh, after signing his extension, must have been yesterday, they announced it yesterday, three-year extension, got a couple of tries. Uh, she said she could tell that Matty was behind the post that went up on Bloke because he was calling out the fact that it was an understrength <laughs> Rabbitohs side, so explicitly. <laughs> she goes, it was definitely him making excuses. Oh, no, him, so. I was the one that posted. Was it? Yeah. Making excuses for the for the bunny. Quite, I said it on every post <laughs> on the trials. I said like details of what it was. Every single post. So the Dolphins, the young guns beat Capra, yep. Capras, and then the Broncos. Younger players beat Winham, and then on the anyway, is what it is. Yeah, is what it is. Um, uh, <laughs> this is hard because we didn't see it. Uh, ben Trevojevic scoring a hat trick, outstanding. Uh, I guess 
Positives if Schuster is touch and go to mm-hmm. get that edge back row. Positives mm-hmm. is they've got a guy, Ben Trevojevic, that looks like he's going to get that spot. It's exactly what that club needed is yeah. pressure heaped on Schuster. I go, mate, if you don't perform, you're not starting edge four. Simple as that. And for Benny Trevojevic to come out and score that first half hat trick, exactly what they would have wanted. And exactly what he needed as well because, yeah. you know, f- first of all, his debut, I think he got a concussion in like the first five seconds. Yeah. Um, but he was also cursed with the Javoyevich name. Not, I don't say cursed in a negative way, but you're expected to just come in and Expectation. Like play for New South Wales. Like yeah. pretty much in the first game, you say, oh, yeah, I'm getting caught up in New South Wales. So like very easy to go, oh, okay, he, you know, maybe he's not going to have as much impact. But A, he's still super young. B, geez, his body is suited for edge back row. Holy shit. Like big, strong, agile. Um, sometimes players just need an extra year or two there's no, there's no reason why Ben Trevojevic can't be a top-tier edge-back rower. Yeah, he had a lot of pressure and expectation coming into this league. Obviously, the brother of those two. But there was – like, I remember being told him coming through the juniors, he could be the best one of them. Mm. You just sit there and go, fuck, that's a lot to deal there's with. no way. There's no way. How could that possibly – How could that possibly happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully injuries fall his way this year and hopefully he can play some good footy. And I agree with Timmy. Pressure on Schuster is what they need. Well, look, you know, obviously I want Schuster at his best, but a Benjavojevic, Olakowatu edge back row, I'm happy with that. Yep, great. Like that's, that's not something that I'm going, ooh, edges are a bit flimsy. Uh, reportedly, uh, Billy Moore strong. Luke Brooks killed it. A lot of people will go, oh, it was just a trial and it was against New South Wales Cup, but it's also like he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Like, that's good. Yep. You know, like you can't just say – so if he, if, he was, if he came out and he was quiet or played poorly, everyone would be like, oh, my God, New South Wales yep. Cup's towed him up. Then he comes out and he, he tears him apart and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a trial. It's like, well, he showed. He's a, a substantial level above the New South Wales Cup. On top of that, imagine a world like last year did the six that played for Manly in this trial come out and tear up like Brooks did. He might have played well, but I don't think he dominated the game the way Brooks did, which shows you that's, that's a good thing. It means you've upgraded your six role. But also how many players – get pushed back to a game like this, probably, I mean, not as much Brooksy. Brooksy, they'd be trying to get time under the belt for the new club. But like a Ben Trebojevic, going back to a lesser level than you, coaches want to be like, they want to see them go out and kill it, not be complacent, go, oh, I'm just filling a spot here, I'll play a few minutes, play a half maybe, be back with the big boys next week in a proper trial. To come out and kill it, it's a huge attitude thing to go, you go out there, you give it it all, you smash them and you show that you are better than And also, like, we're talking about Luke Brooks here. This guy's been on a million dollars for, let's just say, five to six years. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you wondered whether he's fully com- fallen out of love with the game, this should show you that, no, this guy's still hungry. Like, this guy still wants to play good footy. Very easy for him to go, yep, go out, just do me job, get off. No, this is way beneath me. I haven't played reserve grade in so long. You know, I'm a millionaire and all this kind of stuff. He didn't. He went out, ripped and teared, tore him apart, said thanks for coming, went home. Mate, I love seeing on social media just the picture of Brooksy in full kit, mm. with all due respect, Hammy. Just in a different fucking T-shirt. It was great. Yeah. And also, he just... I know it was like little snippets, 
but he just looked more energetic. And he looked I'm just, like a footballer <laughs> again. He looked. Yeah. He just looked energetic. You know, it's I'm probably being biased because I want him to succeed so bad. But just that short ball that he hit with um, Benny Trevojevic. What do you got to say over there? Just confirming that is a tear coming down the cheek of Hammy. <laughs> Star wipe. Get out of here. Get, <laughs> get off my shot. Uh, no, look, you, you spot on though, Guru, and uh, and can be big, big smile on his face. Haven't seen that for a while from Brooksy. <laughs> Wish him well, but, you know, a little, little bit emotional as well. <laughs> if I've been honest. If I've been honest. We always expect you to be honest, Hammy. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, from the south side, there's not much to say. Like, Resi side, there was a mostly, at least in the first half, it was a mostly first-grade side, I think, from Manly. Yeah, they got pumped, and that's not a good thing. Um, but what, what, do you, what do you say? Put it in the swag, move on to next Yeah, time. you move on. And also... It's a really good lesson for these young boys to go, oh, like, okay. Like, you know, I killed it last year in New South Wales Cup or under-19s or whatever, but I still got a ways to go to be in first grade. Sometimes that can light a fire up them. And, and also, you know, not that I have any evidence that they need humbling because there's literally none, but sometimes it's good to have your younger players humbled a little bit because they come through the grades and they just tail everyone up and they think that oh well i'm i should be playing first grade and why haven't i got the three-year deal and why isn't the coach giving me a shot in the second or third trial and then this happens and you go and they go oh okay you know what maybe i'll just pump the brakes a bit just get through my work do me apprenticeship and i'll be ready maybe in 12 or 24 months yeah the only one i will touch on for the bunnies was i think Braden burns named it Fullback yeah. mm-hmm. and not listed on their side. I don't know, might not be a part of the top 30. He signed with um, the Resi side. I've always been a believer in Braden Burns. I like Braden Burns, it's just injuries, I think. So many injuries. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was going to say, like with the Campbell Graham injury, and we'll get to the bunny shortly, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> Jack White and unavailable to start the season. I was like, I've always thought Braden Burns has been a good footballer who's just been so luckless with injury. But Looking to matter too much. He's we playing New South Wales Cup. Very good guy to have in your squad, though. Mm. Sounds like Ty Munro could miss a few weeks at the start of the season too. Yep. So could become relevant. Could be handy if if Troll goes down. Like if Troll has an injury, could mm. be a handy guy to bring up, especially with Campbell Graham being out. So you'd assume Tyrone Munro will be on a on the wing. Um, but yeah, anyway, great news for Manly. That's how you want to start the year. Uh, Manly, by the way, two dollars thirty six in that round one game against the Bunnies. Bunnies still dollars sixty. Really. Big value there. Big value there because Seabold notoriously likes to start hot. Yeah. Even at the Broncos when we won the spoon, we, we dominated the first two games. He won the preseason cup last year. Speculation around whether Cody Walker goes to Vegas. Yep. Missing um, a few people. A few other injuries to come. Oh. So that's heaps of value. It's delicious. Yeah. There you go, Hammy. Thanks for that one. Pleasure. All righty. It's time. <laughs> what? That wasn't good? That was great. That was, oh, that was really good. Why, why'd you stop? Well, that's that was the end of it. Like it's time. Oh, that was, then we'll start. Spreading. I thought you were saying it's time no. for the rubber to hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> Not back this week. Not back this week. It could be. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Tire sponsors reach out. Reach out. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's time for the rubber to hit the road. Brought to you by Bridgestone. <laughs> Not an ad. Not an ad. So if there's, competing, <laughs> ad. If there's competing tire companies that are interested, <laughs> we'll go back and delete that little bit. Need that. <laughs> <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 